Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Megan, how's it going? Oh, it is going. School (laughs) is about to start around here, and so today we are talking about getting ready for school. I know a lot of listeners have been in school for a while, but you know, I look at the back to school thing as not like a one day event, but a season that takes some time to kind of ease into sometimes and just, you know, you're not done buying stuff on the first day, unfortunately. Or adjusting to the new routines or (laughs) schedules. Right, or any of that stuff. Actually, when this episode airs, this is episode 17, and when it airs, it should be our first day of school for my oldest, my second grader. So happy first day of school to me in the future. In the future, (laughs) which is going to be the present when this actually publishes. This is very, I can't really wrap my brain around that, but... (laughs) like we're in a fourth dimension right now or something. Anyway, (laughs) so we're going to talk all about the back to school process. And, and, you know, last week's episode was a little rambly and and thinky. And this is going to be one of those more tippy, helpful ones. We like to try and give you guys some takeaways. Some takeaways. I'm going to try. But first, I'm going to hand it over to Uh Sarah. She's got some things to say. Yeah, I I do. You know, I really wanted to just welcome our new listeners. This is a relatively new podcast, and we have people writing to us that they just discovered us all the time. We kind of feel like we're hitting our groove a little. We really enjoy recording and talking to you guys and hearing from you. But if this is the first time you are listening to this show, welcome. Um, We're so glad you're here. We hope you keep listening. A great way to get to know us better is go back and listen to old episodes. Most of our topics are pretty... um, timeless or can be applicable at any time, not today's back to school. But I would say, wouldn't you say, Megan, most for the most part, it's not like if you listen to us back in June, you won't get something out of it. No. And Um, I think that like Netflix, most people... 
binge listen to podcasts. That's Please totally do. what I do. Yeah, totally. Especially yeah. when you catch, if I catch up, if I find a new podcast and it's had 274 episodes, I probably won't. But if I catch one relatively early, like we're still, you know, hitting our stride, go back and listen. You could to listen to every single episode in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I challenge you to do that. Yes. Actually. We know people have, they've written to us, yeah. but um, just in case this is it, your first day of listening to us. Welcome. We are at the We are at the mom hour on Twitter and you can always email us. Hello at the We're also part of Megan's amazing life listened podcast network. So if you binge listen to all of us and want more, there's some other great shows at life listened com. So I just didn't want to, sometimes we launch right in because we can't wait. Um, and I never want to leave new listeners behind being like, who are these people? What, where, <laughs> where am I? Yeah, so welcome. Like, we're glad you're here. And we're just grateful for all listeners. New very, and very grateful. It has, less been, new. it has been a, a wonderful surprise to see how much people have embraced this show. Completely. So. Oh, and one yeah. more shout out. Um, we've heard also from a couple of newer moms lately. If you have a baby or toddler and you're newer, Megan and I kind of define new mom as like the first couple of years. Um, I've got some really great shows planned for you guys in the next few weeks. So stick with us. We've talked a little bit. We've been kind of focused on the school age lately because with the summer and back to school and all of that. Um, but we really, between us, we have kids two to almost 18. And um, we've obviously been through the baby and toddler years. So we've got some great show topics and ideas coming down the pipeline for you all who are newer to motherhood. So stick with us. And, and, and we also are going to tackle enjoy this preview into yeah. your future life. <laughs> We're also going to tackle some of the topics that um, people have emailed us and suggested. So please right. keep that coming because we love that. Sometimes we can't yeah. get to it right away because we already have other stuff planned. But we've got several of you in the hopper, as yes. they say. So yes, yes, cool. That was those were my two things I wanted to my two shout outs. All right. So why don't you kick us off? Back to school. Back to school. Okay. So <laughs> I love the. I mean, I think so many of us love the back to school season, but also kind of have a love hate with it because, um, for me, we're going on a vacation for the whole last week of our summer vacation. Okay. So I just realized that I have like today right. and like Monday to get right. completely ready. Right. Um, I haven't even emptied the kids' backpacks from last year. <laughs> nice. I put them in our front hall closet and I said, I said I would deal with it later and I didn't deal with it. I mean, I know it. I mean, I, you know, I went through to make sure there weren't bananas in there or right, whatever, but right. Um, no, I have not emptied them out. I mean, at this point, I kind of feel like it's going to be a pretty perfunctory look and mostly recycle bin, right. but right. it's just like that feeling of, oh my gosh, like we are so out of that. And you yeah. always feel like on that last day of school, you have this long span of summer stretching out ahead of you just, mm -hmm. you know, forever and ever. And then suddenly what? It's gone. And here we are back. So I've got to do shopping. I've got to get back on our um, lunch making, mm -hmm. you know, routine. I've got to get all that stuff going. Um, and it's tricky. So I thought we could maybe talk about specifically, I want to talk about shopping because I think that's mm -hmm. one thing that can be a real challenge. And yes. as someone with five kids in school, um, last year I had three in the same school. And so imagine working off of three different shopping lists mm -hmm. at the store. It was, it was pretty maddening. Um, no, you're talking school supplies, right? Yes. Supply I'm talking about list. school supplies. Yes. Yeah, because I think yeah, we should yeah. talk about clo clothes shopping well, too. Well, we should talk about that, that too. But yeah, yes, for sure. supplies. Okay. Sarah, I'm um, already getting myself disorganized here. Why don't you help me round up my like? Help me round up my thoughts here. No, no, no. I'm with <laughs> you. I'm with you. I just wanted to make sure that we were looking <laughs> yes. at the same list. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys get school supply list per grade, right? So do we. Yes. 
So okay. they're different. And also what sometimes will be too is it'll be like um, for, for donations to mm-hmm. the classroom, it'll be like if you're in K or two, you bring X. And if you're in first or third, you bring Y. And I don't – at the beginning of the school year, I can't even remember what grades my kids are in. I'm still thinking of last year. So I can't tell you how many times I've brought the wrong stuff in because I've been going off the wrong list. But, yeah, so each teacher – we just got our packets today. We know which which teachers the kids have. Oh, you do already? Yep. I'm just jealous. Found out. We, get our, we start sooner than you, but we do not find out teacher assignments until 4 p.m. the day before. Wow. And I'm sure they do that so that to minimize people the amount of time people can freak out. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we, we, um, we got ours today and I don't actually know either of the teachers very well. Um, I try to be open-minded. I know they're not, you know, they're not the ones that have been at the school forever that everyone loves and everyone wants to get, but I feel like everyone starts someplace and it's not really fair for me to want my precious little angels to always get the teacher everyone loves. Uh, the new teacher has to get a shot too. So that's kind of where we're at with that. But you know, so we have some, some supplies to get and I just got the lists, um, I want to point out a couple things about this before we even launch into the like the strategy for making this work. The first strat- the first thing I would say is, you know, yes, there are certain things your kids have to have on day one, mm-hmm. but most stuff your kids won't even use right. for weeks. Right. So th- I look at like the back to school shopping period as sort of a fl- a fluid thing. Um, and if you have a middle schooler or a high school, you really won't know right away. Right. You right. you I mean I used to freak out like when my first kids first started the upper you know, like past sixth grade, because in sixth grade, it's still a little, you know, it's still pretty normal, like what mm-hmm. you expect from elementary school. But seventh, eighth, and then up, each teacher has their own requirements. And mm-hmm. you usually don't get those until the first day of school, because that's when the kid gets their syllabus, right, right. and they find out what they need. Right. So you have some built in time at that level. But also, I feel like even at the elementary school level, you know, if you don't show up on day one with all of the sanitizing wipes and um, tissue boxes that your teacher asked for, that's okay, because they're not going to use them all on the first day. And, you know, maybe it might even like kind of cut down on some of that crazy influx of stuff they probably have to deal with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're not in a position to deal with. All the teachers will tell you that that's a rolling need. And, you know, they need that kind of stuff all yeah. throughout the year. Ours, yeah. it's interesting. Ours makes very clear that it is strictly voluntary, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it's because they've gotten pushback that, you know, not all families are in a position where they can, you know, afford to contribute everything. Or so I think it's nice that they do. They kind of say that, like, here's the here's what's here's what we need. And this is voluntary contributions. Um, so anyway, go ahead. But yeah. Yeah, I, no. Yeah, ours is like that too. You won't too. get in trouble if you don't show up on the first day. Totally. And and ours in our school, and this varies a lot by school too. Um, in our school, actually, all supplies are voluntary. The school does technically provide budget for all supplies, mm-hmm. but all the you know the teachers love it if you can bring stuff. Oh in. my so gosh, we I always know. we always do. And I mean, and but again. There's been years I've probably missed something on the list, and I have not yeah. gotten a nasty letter sent home, and I've no. not gone to mom jail. They don't even, I'm sure they don't even notice, I'm right? Sure. They're pooling all of they the... They pool it, right. You know. But don't you love how funny and specific these lists are? Oh, my gosh. Like, I was comparing notes with my friends, and I have a second going into second grader, and then I have some friends with either a first or a third grader, and we were laughing that the second graders need those dry erase, like, personal dry erase boards, you know? Right, um, yep. And... 
but there's no dry erase markers on our list, which I thought was interesting. You know, okay, yeah. I guess I guess that's being supplied another way. Right. But the, the first graders have dry erase markers on their list and no whiteboards. And no boards. Maybe maybe they're going to be shared projects and they're going to get together and do them. Yeah. Or I, who knows? Or maybe yeah. the, I don't know. I don't know. It is very it's, specific. It's very and specific. I have. And my one friend, sorry, I'll just. That's okay. My one friend was like, I am one red ballpoint pen short of being done with this list. And, and she's like, I have to go, you know, wherever. I was yep. like, I have a ballpoint. I have red ballpoint pens. <laughs> I think they came back from first grade last year because I think our teacher actually put a few things together, especially if they were things they knew the kids would use at home and actually sent them back at the end of yeah. the year. Oh, we got a ton of stuff back in the And kids so I have all these, and I don't like red pens. It's like a writer editor thing with me. I'm not going to write with a red pen unless I am actually editing something. Right. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. So I gave my friend a red pen and that, that completed that her list, but it is so specific. It's and like I have spent many, I have spent many afternoons like scouring <laughs> the school supplies section, trying to find a green uh, folder that does or does not have pockets depending right. on what they want or does or does not have three ring, you know, binder holes or whatever. Um, okay. 
Amazon is actually really good for that. Uh, that was what I was going to say. If you can't find something super specific, just get it. Get Amazon Prime. It'll be at your house like the next I, day. I did not go. I The last two years I have done exclusively Amazon. That's I haven't. Awesome. And it does mean that sometimes I buy more of something. Like they need the, um, you know, the hand wipes and it, the best Prime deal is like yeah. a six pack, but I'll use them at home, you know? Right. So I have not gone out into the world the last two years. That's very smart. I Something I do actually, and, and again, I don't have toddlers to deal with. Right. Target, you don't have which is real fun. I really do kind of enjoy buying yes. supplies. So part of me wants to make that trek, but I sort of want to do it on my own terms. So there's, if certain starts to get frustrating or I can't find stuff, you know, I've already filled up my, my, um, cart with Elmer's glue and pencils and all those things. And I can't find what I need. I just forget it. I just walk away and I go home yeah. and I, and what I, my strategy is I have, I just get brown paper bags, like from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I just put all the lists in front of me. Sometimes yeah. I compile the lists into one if it's two, if they're two different. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I don't have to do that. And I just pick stuff up out of the pack, you know, mm-hmm. throw it in that kid's bag, check it off as I go, see what I'm right. missing and right. put an order in online. And I try not to freak out about it. Um, no, another I think thing. Amazon's a great, t- oh, sorry. Go I was ahead. just going to say on that Amazon is a great Prime is a great tool. And like I said, the one thing you sometimes run into is that the better deal or the prime deal is on a higher quantity, but you can, if you have friends in the same grade, you can definitely pool together, um, and get the six pack of the whiteboards or whatever it is. And it's more affordable for everyone. And it's not hunting down that, um, you know, hard to find item. So we didn't technically come into this episode with a sponsor, um, but this episode is now sponsored by Amazon Prime. <laughs> Please go to themomhour.com and find episode 17. Everyone uses Amazon Prime already. But, I don't know. But, I don't oh. think that's true. And I actually, I um, we do have an affiliate relationship with them. And I want to say they were offering some deal on Prime. So I'll try to dig that up. We'll have a link at themomhour.com episode 15 because I, I mean, 17. I use, I'm sorry, 17, 17. <laughs> I use Prime all the time. Yeah, yeah that rhymed. I mean, it's gotten so ridiculously easy to shop with it. It's just if I want something, I just jump on and or and you don't have to think about it. You just right. it's like one click. It's at yeah. your house. And you already get free shipping, two day shipping. Sometimes I get it in a day. I mean, it's yeah. It's and great. I have my little list going. Last week, last episode, we talked about lists and organization. I always have a list going of things to put in my Amazon order because sometimes it's, if it's not super urgent, if I don't need it in two days, but I know it's a great thing that I'm not going to have to run out for. Then, um, you know, I just put it on the list and sit down eventually and put a bunch of things in my cart. So can we make another comment? Um, I want to, I want to make, (laughs) nope, it's over. The show's done. (laughs) I want to make another comment about things having to be done on the first day. And this kind of also relates to a a recommended purchase that I will also include in the uh, show notes. So we will include, okay. I would recommend having an electric pencil sharpener in your house. Mm -hmm. If you don't already have one. Just this last year. Do you have one that you love? I do. And I would actually recommend getting one that plugs into the wall as opposed to a battery operated one we have. because those batteries will go out faster than right. you would imagine. And it's a real pain to have to then go dig them out of a remote control or whatever to um, right. charge it back up again. But on that same, because, you know, that is one of those things that it'll be like 40 sharpened pencils and yeah. then you'll go to the store and all the pre-sharpened pencils are gone. Right. Or you're like me and you thought you were ordering pre-sharpened from Amazon and they arrive unsharpened. But I was, I did not fret because we, I did make that purchase last year. Get yourself a good pencil sharpener. Not one of these little plastic ones where the top pops off. I did that for years and I don't know what I was thinking. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, No, it's definitely. Also, the little kids love it. It's a good job. We talked about chores a couple weeks ago. Sharpening all the pencils is a good job for your four, five, six-year-olds. It's a great job. Um, On that note. If you still have, you know, several kids in school and, you know, even with 
your bad, even with your electronic sharpener, it's just too big of a job for you to be doing the night before when you're trying to get everything else going. Just sharpen a few today and then mm-hmm. sharpen the rest later. Because mm-hmm. unless your kid has a serious um, problem with the force of their hand, <laughs> they're not going to break five right. pencil sharp, you know, pencil right. leads in one day. So th- well, again, that doesn't so all have classroom. to be done day one. It all, in so many classrooms, a lot of those kind of things get pooled anyway. Right. So it's not like, um, it's funny. I saw a comment on Facebook about kind of the ridiculousness of some of these lists, which I, I can relate to. Sometimes they're really long and specific. But the comment was, I mean, really, is a classroom going to go through 400 pencils this year? And right. the, the backlash was <laughs> yeah. from people, they, they really do. Yes. And I have, to, I have to come down on the side of, yes, they really do. I, was, I spent time in the first grade classroom last year. And they, <laughs> I mean, it's like they are hemorrhaging pencils. A lot of times because of the erasers. Nobody ever has an eraser, ever. I mean, those right. erasers are chewed, bitten, and used off the end in yeah. like five hot seconds. So yes, they really do need that many pencils, but no, they absolutely don't need them on the first day. And your kid does not need the 40 of them in their right. pencil box. Cause for the most part, it's kind of pooled anyway. And they're, it's, it helps to know how your teacher handles it. I don't think in our school, I don't think those things are necessarily pooled because okay. my kids, when they go in with their pencil box at the beginning of the year, they mostly come back with the same stuff okay. at the end. But if, you know, but even then, either way, right? they're not, you know, the fact that they don't yet have their 64 Crayola crayons right. or, um, you know, God forbid you get Rose Art um, <laughs> on that first day, it does not going to make or break their first grade career. Um, right. So you just, you have a little time, I guess, is what we're getting at here. You can yes. kind of ease in. Yes. Um, and so don't let that first day thing be such a looming you know, mm-hmm. like a looming thing. And, you know, this is a good way to transition into back to school clothes shopping. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Okay. First of all, I don't know about your weather, how much it changes. Not much, right? No. But here no. it'll be summer on mm-hmm. the first day of school. I mean, mm-hmm. it will be hot probably. Yeah, actually our hot, we have hotter September, Octobers than we do because we we're coastal. So we have like June gloom a little bit. In, yeah. So we're, we're hotter. We're more summery in September and even October than we are in like June. Yeah, so the clothes... It'll be hot till November. While I think it's great for kids to have like that one special outfit to start the first day of school with, you don't need to do all of your back-to-school clothing shopping before the first day of school. Agreed. And I need to back up really quick because I forgot to mention one other thing. There's a new podcast called um, Edit Your Life that our friends Christine Coe and Asha Dornfest um, just... Came yeah, out I think, think yeah, they may be on their third or fourth in, episode. Yeah. And in their second episode, they gave us a big shout out oh, and they yes. called me a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they meant it in a good way. Anyway, that it just so happened they were talking I think about. They also said you have like 17 or 18 kids. Yeah, they did. They were exaggerating. They know <laughs> that I only have 15. Just kidding. Exaggerators. Exaggerators. Um, but I will say one thing they were talking about back to school shopping. And Asha made this really good point that I've just because I've had kids for so long now is just second nature for me. But I could think back to like when I had, you know, the one first grader, Mm -hmm. how horrified I would have been by this. And she was like, you know, you can reuse old school supplies. And especially in our case, since we don't pool Uh um, for the most part. Yeah, we reuse stuff like pens and pencils. I mean, notebooks, if they, you know, your kids always come home with that one notebook that has like one page written on it. Right. Tear it out. Right. And if they wrote their name on the top and it's like yeah. the wrong subject, put a little piece, like a little label over it or something or scribble it out. Who cares? Right. It's like you're not going to throw that notebook away because it happened to, t- to travel to the school last year and then travel home. Um, so a lot of things can be reused. And well, especially and if your kids don't pool. I just think that's it, a really good way. 
Yes. To, like, and I save think yourself some if more. you have younger kids, this is good time to ask yourself now kind of where you stand on these things or just think about it because this is one place where it's so easy to get sucked into just like hive mind of like everyone goes out and buys new stuff for back to school. And, and like you said, it's kind of fun as adults. We are nostalgic for that feeling of, you know, shiny new everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so my kids have had the same backpacks for, they, they don't, my kids don't take a bus. They don't walk to school where they're dragging stuff in the dirt. They just don't, their backpacks have not um, seen a lot of hard wear. And I haven't bought a new backpack since, so Allegra will go to second grade with the same backpack she's had since kindergarten. Now it's Pottery Barn. So it was a nice one and it's high quality and it was looking really bad at the end of last year. And I washed it in the washing machine thinking, well, it's either going to look good or it's going to be the end. And it (laughs) looks amazing. Amazing. Like, why did I wait so long? Yeah to wash it in the washing machine and Reed's going to kindergarten, which feels like, Oh my gosh. Like, and he, his backpack actually has never been used because he got one with a lunchbox that matched, um, for preschool, but they didn't need a backpack for preschool. Right. It's just a lunchbox. And, and then I got sucked in a little bit. I was like, well, he, I should get him a new lunchbox. He would like that. He doesn't, he doesn't care it, to right. him. It's like a familiar dinosaur lunchbox in great shape. So I think it's so easy to be like, well, it's so fun. You get the little rush, like, right. Like the consumption rush, um, about buying something new. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think we can be intentional about what really is special to buy new. And we're also training our kids of what to expect. So if you have young ones and they don't know any different, they may not care about a new lunchbox backpack or first day of school outfit. Um, Absolutely. just kind of my two cents. I, that's not at all, um, saying negative things about the fun of buying those new things if you need them. And that's what's you've decided is meaningful. Does that well, make sense? We, what we Just, do, yeah, what we do every year is we we decide what kid's going to get a new what and what right. kid's not going to get a new whatever, you know? So it's like sometimes, yeah, like Clara's not getting a new backpack this year because hers is in great shape. She right. she picked it out from Land's End. Um, it's got a, a, you know, like a leopard cheetah print on it that she loves. She's still into it. It's in great shape. She's reusing right. it. Um, right. She'll probably get a new lunchbox this year because the one she had last year was just not a very nice one. It got cracked. It just doesn't yeah, look right. Yeah. So, but on the other hand, the boys were using these really high quality lunchboxes that we got um, that we can actually link to the, we did a whole lunchbox series a few years ago, like really went into a lot of details about kind of our strategies for getting lunch, lunches mm-hmm. packed or mine at the time, I guess. Did you even have kids in school at the time? No. No. Gosh. Okay. I don't, yeah. I think that might've even been before me. Maybe. Was that before you? Was it that long ago? Golly. Okay. Well, it's been a while. Um, so I did, um, so anyway, I did this whole series about lunchboxes and reviewed a bunch of lunchboxes and got some really nice lunchboxes out of the deals from, um, I think I got one from Land's End. I got one from, um, one, uh, one step ahead. So Anyway, those get reused right. and the kids are not going to get new lunchboxes maybe ever. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Clara will just because I let her pick hers out last year. It was like a My Little Pony, you know. Um, but yeah. So anyway, it's like you said, some things you get new, some things you don't get new. But um, I think every year you could make that decision differently. Absolutely. And, from year to year. and the, the kids won't know what to expect unless you just 
you know, unless they expect to get it new every year. You know, they don't know any different. Um, another quick shout out, our friend Sarah Stewart Holland at Bluegrass Redhead um, did a post just about this same thing, about the not needing the first day of school outfit and kind of being intentional about that. She's done some great stuff about, um, I think she called it celebrating without consumption, that sometimes we equate something new, starting a new thing or celebrating with getting stuff. Um, and we've talked about her Christmas series before yeah. too. Um, and so we'll link to that post too. She had a cute one on her son's first day of kindergarten in his hand-me-down outfit and that you can celebrate without making it about consumption. So yeah, I feel like we yeah, yeah, yeah. get a lot of shout outs in that little. Well, we do. That's because people yes, have said we some love smart people. things. Yes. Including me, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So that kind of leads us back into the back to school outfit thing, which I think the way that we do, and again, I think that you can decide it's like Christmas or whatever holidays you celebrate. You kind of decide how your family's going to do it. And that becomes your family's thing, right. like your family's tradition. Right. So in our family, you know, we do gifts a certain way at the holidays. We do back to school shopping a certain way back to school time. So the kids will mostly each get a new pair of shoes. There are, there are sometimes um, exceptions. Like if they just got a great pair at the end of last year, because the other ones fell apart mm -hmm. and they're brand new looking, we probably won't do it. Um, they may get a new hoodie if their old hoodie is rat like ratty or if they have grown it, which usually it is or they have. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll often get like a mix and like like something they can wear on the first day that's kind of like half new. Mm -hmm. So for Clara, for example, it might be a new um, it might be a new top, but she's gonna wear it with a pair of shorts she already mm -hmm. has, or it might be a new pair of jeans, but she's gonna wear it with a tank top mm -hmm. because again, it's gonna be hot. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of schools don't even have air conditioning. Yeah. So especially, you know, in, in colder yeah. climates, yeah. they only really need, need right. cooling yeah. a couple times a year. So it gets hot right. in there. And so I, I don't, I'm not going to go out and buy a bunch of stuff when it's not yet on sale. Um, and we don't yet need it. And honestly, I haven't even had a chance yet to go through the, the seasonal clothes. Right. And I won't because why would I? Right, it's, not, it's not the change of seasons yet. yet. And then I'll just end up having like this huge pile of clothes in my bedroom or whatever that is sort of in transition right. forever. Right. I'd rather wait until October and do winter shopping then. Right. So it just gives me a much clearer idea of what we have, what we need, um, and that kind of thing. I don't know. How about you? Do you have like a way that you like, do you have certain things you buy new and certain things yeah, you don't Yeah. I mean, I... I think I, my primary motivation right now is that I can't handle going to major retailers with three kill, three small children. So right. everything, I, all of my choices are based around the fact that I can't deal with taking three small children to a mall. So I really don't, um, I, I, I really can't even deal with taking myself to a mall. <laughs> I know. Say, well, think how much, this, I'm just thinking how much this has changed just because all of our retail behavior has changed, right? Our buying, like we do more on Amazon and we do more online. And, um, so yes, I agree with everything you said. We'll be, it'll be hot here. It'll be summer weather for a while. My kid, my two older kids have, um, late April and early June birthdays and have very generous grandparents who often buy, not just clothes, I mean, because the kids would get bored of that, but especially my seven-year-old gets some really cute, nice stuff, tea collection and, you know, mini Bowdoin and some really nicer brands as right. like special outfits for her birthday, but they're really beautiful clothes. So she often has kind of restocked like late spring, early summer. So 
she's good for clothes. I don't really, what I've started doing, and this is another thing we can link to, um, is I've started keeping an eye on Zulily for brands that I already love. So if you don't know, Zulily is one of those kind of daily deals type sites, which I am not into except for that one. And it started when I was like up in the middle of the night nursing my third child. And Zulily's um, app, their, their mobile app is just, it's really fun to browse and easy to browse. And um, those sites, they have some pros and cons. The shipping takes a long time and you often pay shipping costs. But what I will say um, for saving money on really uh, higher quality brands is that if you know your kids' sizes and you know a brand that you love, that's when I think those types of daily deal sites can be great because it's harder to take a risk on something if the you know returns can be complicated and all of that. But if you, like I keep an eye on Stride Right Shoes, um, and some other just brands that I probably wouldn't splurge on otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my, my barometer is if I can get those brands for target prices, then it's like a win-win and I'll even pay a little shipping to do that. So that's not necessarily a back to school shopping strategy, but I do that year round because once I find, once there's a brand that either fits really well or like, we're really picky about the way things feel. I know a lot of kids yeah. are, but like the, the softness of things. So right. if I find even just a brand of underwear or, you know, something that I know works really well. Um, I, I usually check that like a couple times a week just to see, Oh, Hannah Anderson is another great brand that is on Zulily a lot. That is just, I mean, it's target prices for a pretty high quality brand. So I don't know. That's one of my little, one of my, yeah, no, I like that. And and to, to, as much as I love target, I want to say they're, shoes for what they are are so overpriced um in my opinion yeah. i don't think the kit like especially sneakers and kids shoes the quality that you're getting yeah. you can get that quality much better elsewhere at similar prices mm-hmm. um so i really except for you know there's always those splurgy like look at these adorable sandals right. i'll pick up or whatever i don't i try to do like you do and look for the brands i, I think i can trust right. elsewhere right and i think you can get great deals yeah. I mean, you can even get great deals you know zulily is a great um a great option and I've definitely shopped them many times. <laughs> it's kind of addictive it actually. Is. It's fun. Um but you can also get deals like that just by watching, you know, like other like Zappos or whatever, you know, different site you might use for purchasing shoes. And I know or people Those get good brands I'm not really stuff. a mall shopper, but I know there's really good deals like the Jimbery Bucks and the yeah. you know, the coupons that come down through those kind of stores. So um, another thing, if you have a sporting goods store um in your town which I'm sure you probably do. I know I'm in a retail desert, but not everyone is. We have one called Dunham's. Okay. And they have really good deals in athletic shoes and they're good brands. Yeah. Um, I never you know, think about kids that. just need yeah. tennies or they need, yeah. you know, their, their athletic shoes. And often, you know, a lot of those places, if you, um, you know, Dick's or Dunham's or whatever that's, whatever you have in right. your town, often if you sign up, you get really good coupons, mm-hmm. like 40% mm-hmm. off an item sometimes. So it's worth checking that out if you, if you're organized enough to do that times however many kids you have. And honestly, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. (laughs) We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. 
The Bionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Bionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I know. Um, I also want to mention consignment. I don't do a lot of consignment shopping because I'm terrible at like, I've never been one of those people who can go into like a big overwhelming yard sale or mm. TJ Maxx or whatever and find the gem. I used um, to be before I had children. I used to yeah, love I that. Just, antiques. I don't know. Thrift if stores too, and... I love antiques and I like thrift stores, but like clothing, yeah. something about yeah. choosing clothing that way. I feel like I always walk out with the one thing that was crap. It still um, cost $18. And it, yeah, right. And it's part of it's because I don't keep up on like the brands as much. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what I'm getting often. Um, you know, like I know for kids, Gap is good. Jim Brees is good. Right. Like I know those brands are good and Hannah and those. But uh, for the adult brands, I'm like, so is this, you know, the real, um, right. is this the real like, you know, designer gene or is this the one that TJ Maxx right. like made up? <laughs> And decide to make it look like a designer so that they could artificially mark right. it down. And honestly, I, I don't know half the time. I need Shana over at the style hour yeah. to school me. But anyway, um, I have decided like for me. So when I do consignment shopping, I've decided it's for me, it's worth doing two things. I look at the girls dresses mm-hmm. because those don't get a lot of wear. And you can find fantastic girls dresses from really good brands for like. And five, dresses six, seven are bucks. great because size is kind of flexible. Size right? is flexible. It can become a tunic. With leggings and they're good to go. Yeah. And if it's a, if it's a sundress, you throw a cardigan over right. it. I mean, it's, it's so flexible. It can be, you know, it can, it can really last you a long time and through all seasons. And it just didn't seem to get really worn out. And the other thing is boys jeans. I don't know what hmm. it is about boys jeans. Um, you would think that they would just be so wrecked that they wouldn't ever yeah. make it to consignment. And sometimes they are. But I have found some really good deals on, like, better brand mm-hmm. boys' jeans. Well, sometimes they are Especially in the age fast. where they're growing super fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like, especially, like, the 8, 9, 10, 11 age range. Mm-hmm. I found when they're not wearing their clothes out quite as hard as they were when they right. were, you know, 5 or 6. Right. And I found great deals because jeans can get very spendy. Yep. Um, and generally speaking, there just seems to be a lot of 
a big stock and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things I will look for. And I don't even bother with the rest of it. I just walk out. Well, I'm not going to sort through all the, you know, the pilly sweaters right. and the stained t-shirts and all that. I'm just I'm to add, to selective. add to those. I had good luck. I have not found, I know there are consignment stores here where I am in Southern California, but in the gear that we've moved here, I just haven't found them, but I used to consignment shop quite a bit in Arizona. And the one I will add to yours is uniforms. If you have kids in oh, schools yeah. with uniforms, um, same thing. Some kids wear their clothes really hard and they never make it out. But you know, I mean, you, you know, having kids with clothes, sometimes there's like that one skirt that they won't wear cause it's uncomfortable and it never got worn or they grew really fast. So if you're stocking up on uniform stuff, and um, we were we were at a charter school that had uniforms in Arizona, and then my son will wear uniforms to kindergarten this year. That is a really good. Um, they tend to put out their uniform stocks like starting in July and keep it out through back to school, and it can be picked over, but it can also be a really good way to stock up on that kind of stuff. If all of a sudden you have to buy like four or five pairs of navy or khaki pants or whatever, and then right. one more since we're talking about boys and pants. Um, for uniforms is it's hard to find sometimes slim fit. And if you have a slim fit fellow like I do where he wears his size in, you know, around, but he's tiny. I mean, sorry, in length. So the length, he wears a five and he's five, but he's tiny around um, that I had really good luck with Jimboree makes a slim cut and a couple others do. So if you can look for those sales, if you know you need a slim, then and also consignment is good for that because they often have those higher end brands. That's very That's- true. And I will say, <clears throat> I've had several slims myself. <laughs> um, and if you absolutely cannot find slims, Get the adjustable waist pants and just totally cinch them. Cinch them. He's got to cinch them. I think I have to cinch even with the slims. I mean, it is. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, me too. But it's just like you can actually, it's hilarious though, because it'll do that thing where it's like, it's so cinched and then the hips and butt are kind of like pooped I out. Know, but they're don't little boys. They don't better. care. It's getting better with the, like, because the styles are slimmer anyway. Target yeah. has that Sean White brand, like the ski yes. brand. And yeah. it can actually look like not weird if they're yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny. As I- That's a, yeah. And it's, it's tough for me because I also have a Husky uh-huh. and uh, I have to say like, that is really hard to, because of those slim fits, how everything is yeah. so slim. Um, you know, it might be like bigger on the belly, but it's not big through like right. throughout there, right. you know, it's, so it is tough. And I have. I've had decent luck finding um, finding those at consignment stores, but actually I've done best at um, Land's End. They just okay. have a really good selection of pants in different, you know, different waist sizes and different fits. So, um, and I just, sometimes there's just something about doing all of your shopping in like one or two or three right. places where it's easy and you can just kind of check everything off the list yeah. and be done and save the life energy and the time, right. you know? Right. So I like running around a little bit. But I don't like malls, yeah. and um, I like department store stop department store store shopping only a limited amount, yeah. <laughs> and then I get tired of it and I'm done. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. So if you find those go to places, you know, try to do like a hack on that. You yeah, know, f- figure out where the people who who shop those particular stores a lot, like how they manage yeah. it. Um, tea Collection's a great example. They have huge sales yeah. at Tea Collection, yeah. like forty percent off. If you know when to look, yep. and you can get stuff really inexpensively, relatively speaking, but it's great stuff. And Clara has some tea collection dresses that she got years ago that still look fantastic. Yeah. And, and she yes. still wears them like tunics or shirts. Yes. Agreed. So they're beautiful. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you find, if you find the brands you love, stick with them and look for the good deals, I think, and try consignment and don't worry about having it new 
on the first day of school. Yeah. Um, one more thing on this, and then I think I want you to talk about also seasonal clothing, the swap out, because we could be oh, yeah, to that yeah, post yeah. and you can talk a little bit about that. But I just remembered that last year I did take, we didn't buy much new, but I did take picking out a couple new t-shirts because my kids are at an age where yeah. like they think it's fun if there's like their favorite you know, superhero on a t-shirt or whatever right. it is. Um, and we turned it into like a little date. So I didn't even make it about the shopping. We went, I took each one individually and we went and they picked out like two old Navy t-shirts for a total of $10 or something. And then we went to Starbucks and got a treat. So I turned it, it into more fun. of less of like, okay, we're shopping for back to school. We need to this, this, and this, and more that they got to kind of pick, pick something that was their style at that moment. And then we got to spend a little time together. So that was kind of combining back to school with a little shopping and a little just special time. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And on the flip side from that, I just give my teenagers a, <laughs> a budget and I tell them to fill up their shopping cart online and then I just go put my credit card. I love that. It. I love that. <laughs> it takes all the effort off my plate. I don't feel like going around like arguing with them about what they're going to wear. I have to admit I'm very hands off in that area. Yeah. Um, about what my kids wear as long as it's within reason and not disgusting. Yeah. It doesn't smell. I, I've got bigger fish to fry. So picking battles. Um, yes, but exactly. Tell us a little bit about um, how you do manage the seasonal swap out when it cools down. And then we'll link because yeah. you did a great how-to post about this a year ago. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that's so simple when I'm doing it. But then when I actually try to write that post, Sarah, I feel like I actually had to walk through each step to make yeah. sure I wasn't leaving anything out. So I'll, I'll give like the really basic yeah, summary yeah. and then you can go read the post to actually see how it's done because it's simple, but it's like there's a lot of steps. So um, it's simple in that... I basically, instead of like um, doing the, the swap year round or like in stages, I do it all in one day essentially. And so it means one day you're going to lose a day because it's going to take hours, especially if you have a lot of kids. Um, but the nice thing is then you kind of don't really have to think about it again. So I throw all of our seasonal off-season clothing into... So in this case, it would be winter stuff that'll be coming yeah. out. It'll be winter stuff coming out right now. That stuff is all in, um, you know, tubs in my basement and bins and it's all mixed up. All of our stuff is together. Mm -hmm. Also what's mixed in with that is stuff that's between sizes. Mm -hmm. So essentially anything we're not wearing right now right. is living in my basement in a tub. And though it's sort of roughly sorted out by kid, it's not specific to, ch mm -hmm. to each kid because what stuff will end up getting thrown in. Right. Um, so at one point I will come So for like the week before I'll start kind of making sure like anything I see that comes through the wash and I'll, I'll wait until we're really ready to make the mm -hmm. switch because the worst thing ever is when you make the <laughs> switch and then the weather turns right. and you it's end up in hot days yeah. and you have nothing to wear. Um, so I'll just start collecting stuff kind of slowly and it'll be like, you know, I'll see like a sweater come through and I'll think, well, right now I would see like shorts come through and I'll think, okay, we're like kind of being done with shorts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grab these out and I'll start kind of setting them aside. And then at some point I will have, I mean, again, it sounds, it's like really simple, but I'm making it sound more complicated than it is. One day I'll decide this is the day and I have the kids bring me literally all of their clothes and, you know, they just pile them up in laundry baskets mm -hmm. and bring them down. And I have one huge pile of now clothes and one huge pile of like then clothes, mm -hmm. right? And then I just go through and I put my hands on every single piece of clothing mm -hmm. and I look at it, decide which kid is going to wear it, mm -hmm. whether they're going to wear it now so it goes back in their drawers or if they're going to wear it next year so it goes back in the, you know, off-season pile or whether they're going to not wear it at all and it goes in the donation pile. Mm -hmm. 
and I just go through it. I'd put my hands on every single piece of clothing. And what I like about that is you don't lose touch. Like I used to have right. all these these tubs and bins all over my house that would yeah. say like that would say like five T winter. Right. Right. Or, you know, boys um seven, you know, to eight jeans. And it was just too specific. Yes. Stuff would get lost in my basement yeah. and I would never see it again. Or, or something slipped into that bin something, that wasn't exactly. exactly what I do that sometimes is then I'm right, like, Right, oh, because you like you get the bin, it's like a half full yeah. bin and something yeah. ends up in there. So now it's like, it's very simple. You're either wearing it or you're not. Right. So at the end of the day, now the kids have a new stack of clothes to take up and right. put in their drawers. And I usually will keep a couple of things that are sort of between seasons in. So like right now, yes, it's summer, but... The kids have like a sweater and two long sleeve shirts right. each and a couple pairs of jeans right. in their drawers because they might need that. Right. And so likewise, when it's winter, they'll have some t-shirts and some shorts that they can use for pajamas or um, sports practices or just if they happen to need shorts right. for whatever reason. Right. But for the most part, it's just an entire flip. Well, and, and it's doing it takes a while, but it's doing outgrown and hand-me-down stuff at the same time as seasonal, exactly. which if you, right. if you didn't do it all at once, you'd be doing double duty anyway. And honestly, I'd be doing it all the time. Right. Like there'd be, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get away from it. Now, the only thing is Clara is really the one who threw the wrench in the, in the works because she doesn't fit, you know? So what I do with her is it's really, the thing about hers is mostly, um, there's no hand-me-down, right? right? So it either goes... It either is hers for the season. It's maybe something that'll fit her next year, or it goes in the donation, or I give it to a younger relative. Right. Um, but there's not. It's just a like one step that doesn't happen, right. I guess, with her. Right. But she's mixed in there, just like, and I, my clothes are even mixed in there because I, you know, we're all we all live in this house and right. we all wear clothes, and and all of our laundry ends up in the same place. So it just I like that idea. I like the together. idea of just doing it all once and have it being thorough once and knowing you didn't right. miss anything and not having them oddly specific piles everywhere. And I, okay. I have to say like, there's something really kind of emotional about it too. Like every year I'm going to put my hands on yeah. every piece of clothing and look at it and I'll be like, Oh man, this shirt, you know, this shirt passed down from Jacob and it's now Owen's outgrown it. Oh. And I get to have a little moment yeah. with that shirt and yeah. half the time it's threadbare and it yeah. ends up getting thrown out. But yeah. You know, just like there's just something about them oh, that I yeah. really like. And I it's, hear, you yeah. know, a routine that I do twice a year. I do it in, you know, October ish or depending on the weather, yeah. how it's going, sometimes September. And then again in, you know, maybe April or yeah. May, again, depending on the weather. I love um, that. Well, we'll link to and, that post. And you did a you did a very thorough how to there. So. Yes, I, it was very, very thorough. The other thing I will say too is um I have a few things that um you know, we don't have like a box of clothes that we're going to pass down to our kids. It just didn't really work out that way because our kids wore the crap out of all their clothes because mm -hmm. they pass them through so many siblings. There just haven't been many like special outfits that got left mm -hmm. intact mm -hmm. at the end. And we've also given a lot of stuff to relatives. And I don't like having more stuff in my house than I right. have to. And I also have to say John's mom gave us a huge box of his clothes um, when we had Jacob. Mm -hmm. And they were 70s babies' clothes in the 90s. And I felt, like, obligated to put them on my baby. And it was kind of terrible. So <laughs> I don't want to do that to my future, you know, daughter-in-law. I was like, awesome. wow, there's so much polyester. These baby bell-bottoms? Wow. That's so, awesome. Um, as you can imagine, like, the styles were so different yeah. between the 70s and the 90s. Yeah. It was just hilarious. But anyway, one thing I do do, though, is when I have like a certain little thing that I just can't bear to get yes. rid of, and we all have those things, mm -hmm. I just throw it back in the off-season pile. Mm -hmm. And then every year I get to look at it again. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I love that. Have this, we have this tiny little Star Wars, um, like little golf shirt, oh. and it's in perfect condition. I mean, the kids all wore it, yeah. but somehow it just really lasted. Yeah. And it just reminds me of Jacob when he was a baby with his like big round oh. bald head. And, and you know, so yeah, I just keep throwing I... it back in, and I'll pull it out and be like, oh. 
and then I throw it back in again. <laughs> so it. twice a year, I know I get to look at it and kind of get mushy over it. I, I love it. I love that. That's yeah. great. Um, well, I have one more thing I thought we could wrap up with in terms sure. of getting ready for school. Um, and that's shifting gears a little bit, but that's sort of getting ready mentally, emotionally with your kids. Last year, you wrote um, a great roundup of books that feature kids going back to school. And last year, Clara started kindergarten, right? Which was maybe yep. a little fraught for both yeah, of yeah. you. Um, and so do you have anything to say on not just reading books, although that's a great strategy, but if you have kids that are a little anxious about start of school or even just more simply how you kind of prepare everybody mentally, emotionally for the start? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I wish that I could say I had some awesome strategy. Um, I have found that every child is so different, like we always say, mm -hmm. and usually most of us have been really ready. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not one of those people who does like a lot of dry runs or a super gradual ease right. in, although we will definitely start changing our bedtime habits mm -hmm. and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, usually we would do that a few days beforehand, but this year we'll be gone on vacation. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to work out that mm -hmm. way this yeah. year. And also we're going to miss like the back to school night thing at the, the they have an ice cream social okay. at school. So we're just going to kind of come home <laughs> just from, show up. Like, yeah, we're just going to kind of show up. And I'm just letting myself wing it this yeah. year. Um my kids are older, so there's not sort of the same. They kind of all know the drill. Yep. And I will say that if they, if I had, you know, maybe a three or four or five year old, I might be thinking differently about our vacation plans right. and how that would affect right. their bedtimes and stuff. I think in general, like starting to ease into that, mm -hmm. the earlier bedtimes, if if you change your bedtimes in the summer, um, is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Talking about how the routine will be different, maybe especially if you have kids who are anxious, like mm -hmm. kind of going, driving them past the school and mm -hmm. seeing what route they'll take mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff can all be really helpful. But sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. No, I think here, well, I have something to say about that too, which is that yeah. I have one kid who benefits a lot from talking about how things are going to be. And I have one who that causes him more stress. So yes. it's funny. So it's, it's very different per kid. So Allegra's like me, she likes to know what to expect. And she's actually gotten really very independent and cool about it. She was a more anxious, you know, preschooler and stuff. But I really think that, you know, having gone through that, she's actually very brave now about going off and trying new things. But she's like me. We both like to talk about what's going to happen. We like to think about it. It's also fun. Like, it's a fun way to think, oh, I right. wonder who my teacher's going to be. I wonder where I'll sit. And that doesn't stress her out. I think it actually helps her. She likes to talk about it. And that's how I am. Um, and Reed is the opposite. I can tell he kind of shows his worries and anxieties in different ways. And a little bit is good because it's never good to be like, surprise, it's your first day of kindergarten. Here we go. <laughs> oh, you didn't um, know about this? <laughs> but he, I can just see him like going into his head a little bit more when I talk about details. So Owen was like that too. And talk about what's yep. going to be the same. He's starting kindergarten, but it's at the same school where he was at preschool. So that's a good thing. It's a different classroom, different teacher, um, and it'll be full day. Those are the main differences. But the, the school will be familiar. So that's great. Um, but less is more with him. Just yeah. so that it's not a shock to wake up and realize, oh, you know, I have to go to school today. But um, too much is not good. So I think it's kind of like how the difference between the kid where the kid who needs like the extended goodbye and the one right. where you, yes. you know, you just slip out the door while they're not exactly. paying attention. Exactly. And we all have one of each right. or, you know, sometimes we don't, but like right. yeah. <laughs> as one who's had several of each, it's like, and there's a big are, difference. You know, both our ways are with dealing with some apprehension, but it's mm -hmm. completely opposite. Um, so I just think it just helps to kind of pay attention and know your kid and also yeah. to know yourself and know that like, cause I still am tempted to be like, we have seven more days and then it's kindergarten right. and here's what's going to happen. And I'm like, Whoop. he's like, would you quit it with the countdown? Like, mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I realized yesterday is I was just thinking about back to school and I realized that this will be the first year and this is maybe the first time in my life as a mom where no one cries when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, no one's going to cry on their first day. I mean, Clara, I don't think so. She was a terrified mess last year yeah. and this year she's like, whatever. So it's just, it's, it's bittersweet, you know, yeah. it's like, well, you should it's probably that, cry then. Just... I'm going to have to, I'll be the one crying. <laughs> I should write an essay about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, we should probably wrap this yes. one up. Oh, okay. eh? I have one more thing. Really okay. quick. Okay. Thing. Um, yeah, go on ahead. that same topic, which is if you have new kids starting new schools in the littler grades, preschool and kindergarten, um, just to expect that the first day often goes better than you think. Not always, but better because you build it up and you're all really prepared. But that that getting used to things really does linger. If you're not prepared for that, just the getting used to the schedule and sometimes like all of that bubbles forth like a week or 10 days later and you'll see their, you know, behavior change or they'll be more tired or I think that's yes. something to expect if you're newer at this, that the, it's the, the first day isn't everything, just like we talked it's about supplies and shopping, but getting used yeah. to it, um, you know, mentally, emotionally, it does not all click on the first day. We should do a show like in a month or two about mid fall slump. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we've already done shows about slumps, but I feel like well, there's just these natural patterns that we go through yeah. and definitely, you know, there's that like rush of energy you get at the beginning and everyone's into it. And then, yeah, you crash, you burn, maybe, maybe a week or 10 days in things are working themselves out. But then even a month and that's when I start to go downhill. Yeah. It's like a month or two in. It's when I start to run out of steam. Like, so. You still have to get up and make lunches. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wait, what? This is still happening. Oh, yeah. well, hopefully um, everybody listening has had a good start to their school year or will in the next few days. I'm wishing myself a happy first day of school when this episode airs. Happy first day, Sarah. Um, um, yeah, and definitely like like Sarah said at the beginning of the show, check us out at themomhour.com or send us an email at hello at themomhour.com. And the other thing we want to implore of you <laughs> is to leave us a rating or review. We read them. They help um, other people read them. Whatever you're using to listen to the show, whether it's, you know, Stitcher or iTunes or whatever, um, leave a rating or review. It really does help. And if you're just listening on, you know, on your browser at themomhour.com. That's also awesome. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Leave us a comment and let us know what you like. Absolutely. And don't like. And check the show notes for this episode, which will be episode 17, because we talked about a ton of a lot. I hope resources and tips. I actually there. did. Usually Good I for you. remember it. And then the show notes go up and I listen and I'm like, oh, I have to add 18 things back in right. there that I said I was going to. But I actually have been making real live notes. Um, so wow. we'll link to everything we talked about from posts to um, ideas to electric pencil sharpeners and lunchboxes and all awesome. the good stuff we talked about. So thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Yep. See you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. 
That's Erica with a K, E R I K A dot A P P, and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. 